which means happy new year in Chinese because if you're listening to this happy Chinese new year for those of you who do celebrate it the first of February brings in the beginning of the year of the tiger so tonight on GI Joburg we are going to do an overview of every single Tiger Force toy released, both domestic US and international. <laughs> but let me not, not get ahead of myself. My name is Steve, and I'm joined by the usual suspects. It's Paul Deadly Pencils. Hey, everybody. And the loving scoopful of Rob. Arr, ready for the Earl of the Tiger. <laughs> Outstanding. But there's a lot happening. John Cena. He's taking a and, walk uh, with the deep end. What the hell's going on? Uh, have I missed and something? Also, yes, I have. <laughs> I got the time zones wrong, so I'm late to the party. The guys are messaging me frantically, like, Where are you, Steve? We were supposed to start recording 15 minutes ago. I'm like, oh, shit. I thought I was getting on the horn at 10 p.m. No, 8 p.m. Because I've cut dinner short. Anyways, how are we, dudes? Well, yeah, I also would like to extend a, a little bit of a gongshi fa sai. So, yeah, flexing yeah. the Mandarin, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what you got, uh, Rob? <laughs> Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Have a good one. Right. I mean, so, isn't yeah. it just the best thing that it lines up with Tiger? F- well, the Year of the Tiger. Um, I got some new shit. Tiger Force, Tiger Paw from the lovely Chasing 80s toys himself mr chris miwa (laughs) (laughs) lovely stuff if you haven't checked it out i did a quick um uh, unboxing from the postal box and uh an overview of the other goodies that he jammed into the package and then lovely little play test in the garden with uh with my beloved toy the tiger paw has special significance for me it was the very first gi joe vehicle that was ever bought for me so it ushered in this era of like, this is not just a toy. This is a model kit. And what a terrific one to start with. It's not rubber just a tires, toy. It's an adventure. S- rubber tires, steerable wheels, a weapon mechanism that is linked to the, f- the, the handlebars, cannons, hoses. Like, it's just so much toy jammed into a little four-wheeler. Beautiful. Cannons, hose. <laughs> I can't help myself. I'm sorry. I'm in a silly mood today. Um, but that's cool, man. And I love the video, by the way. Like for for our listeners, if you guys haven't checked it out, uh, Steve actually put a very cool video about that on on our YouTube channel. Well, uh, once again, I've got to just heap some thanks onto Chris, who just randomly sort of looked me up after I mentioned it on a Facebook post, and he was like, "I've got a tiger paw for you, dude. Um, you're welcome to it." I'm like, "Dude, thank you." Um, but not just that, but he included extras. Some wonderful Dutch confectionery, Stroopwafels. I don't know if you've had them. Oh, I love yeah, them so much. Oh, I buy them quite often from Woolworths here. So, <laughs> Woolworths up puss, man. <laughs> this is the, the real deal, man. This Dude, is from actually, the Netherlands. I've actually had ones from the Netherlands, and I got to say, Woolworths actually are pretty real deal, hey. 
Hey, don't deflate my moment here. I'm laughing <laughs> those things like it's no tomorrow. I'm going to put This is no, they don't last. And you know what you can do? There's something cool that you can do. I'm sure Chris, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm sure Chris would appreciate me telling you this. If you have coffee or tea, you put it on top of the coffee or tea on, on the cup, on top of the cup, huh? and then it warms it up. Doesn't that just get it sweaty? Oh, well. No, it, it makes it like it. sticky and, and yummy. It's great. And then you can like dip it into the coffee. That's part of the, <laughs> uh, the fun of it. Yeah. See, even, uh, there we go, tasting 80s, Strudelbaffles, best eaten warmed up. <laughs> so that's how you yeah, warm them yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. But not only that, and perhaps this is like the surprise that has me most giddy, but he included promotional material catalogs from the Netherlands. And I think I we, saw. Uh, I'm so jealous. we all know that stuff <laughs> is top of the pops. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. I mean, the one catalog I was quite familiar with, I had seen it before. The other is like a booklet that pulls comic book panels from like special missions comics and obviously resets all the dialogue to then f weave into this incredible like dio thick. You know, they have it's catalog shots of the toys, but they've woven in a plot line. I mean, just one I mean, look, my Dutch is is nowhere, but I I could get the gist of it like there's a sequence where i think it's fast draw who's like trying to find tunnel rats in the mcc's like uh, they've got a mission for you tunnel rat report to the command center immediately like just so cool that someone had the the creativity to make this more than just a a, a sales pitch or cross sell it's like mm. we're gonna show you how you can take these toys on an adventure so yeah, man. Massive props once again. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chasing 80s Toys. What a legend. But and, does um, anyone else have some new toys they'd like to <laughs> throw I've into got the something mix? I've got something I just want to quickly bring in. Um, but it's not like it's not a new toy that I have, or is it? Hmm. So uh I've been somebody's toy mule uh recently. Ooh. Uh what <laughs> happened is uh one of my toy dealers who is based well on the coast um asked me very nicely if i could um get hold of or go and pick up something for him from a toy dealer that he bought stuff from here in Joburg, like online so i'm like yeah no problem because this guy he's helped me out quite a bit with finding some cool joe stuff and whatever so i'm like yeah no issues um so i go there i don't even actually know what i have to go and pick up um you know sort of send him a message and it's like what is actually meant to be in this box and he's like, no, just there'll be a tank and a watchtower and a jeep and some Joes. So, and I'm like, how many Joes? He's like, uh, he's like, hold on. And I think it's like five or six. I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. Anyway, I go and meet this dude, and I go and pick up the stuff. Uh, and in this box is, well, it's a watchtower from the core. It's that shitty jeep from the modern core. I think it's a shitty jeep. It's like that little small one. It's got like a little ball joint on the back. It looks like it's meant to have some kind of cannon or clamp or something that I think it gets carried by a helicopter or something. It's kind of a shit. Wait like a minute. Whatever. No, that clamp, surely that's for a swiveling missile launcher. No? It could also be, but I, I do recall seeing that clamp that like pops in there. But you know, whatever. It's a shitty G. Is it a, uh, a four-seater? No, it's a two-seater. Okay. Damn. Yeah. No, it's a shitty Jeep. Like, it's, it's not <laughs> like whatever. So I'm like, cool. So I'm like, whatever. And then in the bag of Joe's, uh, Rob, you'll be happy to know there was a scoop in there. Uh, so that's pretty Heck cool. Yeah. Somebody was like, yeah, I mean, it's it seen better days, but it was in there. And there was like uh, Rock Viper with cr broken crotch. Anyway, what was in there is pretty like standard for G.I. Joe. But it was cool to see that many. Had I seen that lot uh, before getting some of the Joe's I had, I would have been pretty excited. And then the tank. 
the tank is that very cool core tank that was from the original line back in the day from like the gung-ho line it's like their sort of go-to tank i think it's been in every single color under the sun this <laughs> one happens to be uh brown and green and it's from the earlier 2000 releases uh, i think it's got the word marauders on it and stuff but it's just it's that cool tank from the 80s line anyway uh fast forward a few weeks uh, because things just got hectic uh, the guy that's meant to pick it up from me because he's meant to pick up some stuff from that box uh, a very cool gentleman uh gives me a shot he goes hey listen uh, you spoke to person a um the, the jeep and the watchtower and the gi joe's are for me so i was like okay cool no problem it's like when can i swing past to pick them up i'm like yeah you know, like whatever we set a date and then he phones me and he's like i got this really cool interesting thing that you might like you know like but are you like strictly gi joe or are you like kind of cool with like non-gi joe stuff that's the same scale i'm like hey whatever send me pictures or what is it and he's like it's this vehicle and i'm gonna put it on the screen now it's from a line called gung ho ladies and gentlemen it's a it's a box uh, it says gung ho on it which many of you might know has become uh, became the core later and it's their tactical river assault craft that very cool little boat with lots of machine guns and it's gray and it's got some great livery it's very sort of military real in my eyes and yeah he just mentions oh i've got this gung-ho boat thing let me bring it through i'm like gung-ho boat i'm like thinking 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 i'm like oh yeah that's the core and i'm like whatever it is you know i'll have a look at it and then i didn't realize it was in the box and everything so yeah it's it's pretty cool so he's asked me if i want it and so it's sitting here at my house and it's been i've been eyeballing it and it's a fun little vehicle and it's not too broken like everything's there and uh told steve and rob about it and up until now i hadn't made a decision because i was saving it for the show but i've decided i am ultimately going to take it and why because it's so cool to have this thing in its original box okay and i'm like that i, I want to say i'm not a mint and box collector or i'm not a box collector but having this is so great it's like a piece of history piece of toy history so yeah and i've actually cannot recall ever seeing the gung-ho boxes i can't recall ever seeing a box for this vehicle like ever so this is really exciting it was also really fun um to take a look at the side of the box where they have some gi joe's blatantly <laughs> photographed <laughs> on the vehicle <laughs> Zap stalker and flimp. My goodness. i love flint, that flint. dude i think it's it is so cheeky it is unbelievably cheeky uh it's just great and it's cool that they're like it's like a proof of concept it works out i dig that and then oh, i had to go through the um i, I had to well, show it's because they probably didn't have like actual core figures in hand at the time when they did mm -hmm. that photograph reason being yeah the photograph the, the prototype boat in the photograph has an actual rope mesh mm. in yeah, the back Whereas the toy, the production toy, it's all just a, a plastic molded piece to approximate rope mesh. But man, would it have been cool if they had some mixed goods? Like if they actually included a rope. I mean, look, it wouldn't be cool now, 30 years later, trying to get a complete one with all these frayed, destroyed bits of rope. Uh, but I mean, just looking at it in this photograph, it's stunning. What Pretty nice cool, idea. right? Yeah, very yeah, cool. And, um, just uh, quickly just before we go over i have to share this with you guys as well uh at the back of the box 
uh, which was great. You know, like they've got a, a whole listing of all of some of the characters, you know, of, you know, the names of the core characters. And you got um, names like, I was like Eagle, like something Eagle. John Eagle. John Eagle and Boomerang Billy and stuff. And I, I covered the box with my hand. And then I sat with Celia and I was like, come, we're going to go through some of the core names now. And we're going through the core names and then we're like looking at the figures and we get to the very end. And that's Whispering Willie. Well, let me tell you guys, I'm so sorry I didn't get that on video because she lost her shit completely. <laughs> like, she couldn't to be believe. expected. And if she'd seen this figure, like, did you show her the actual action figure on the box? Because he's got yes, no pants. Yes, I did. He's got no pants. He's so dodgy. <laughs> Lordy. And I got to say, it's probably my most desirable. It's to me, In my eyes, it's one of the most desirable core figures just because it's just so bizarre. You know, I have about three of them. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, three but anyway, so, Steve. so that was a, a bit of a share there. Um, it wasn't something new, but it's become something new as of today because I've decided I'm going to get it. And yeah, guys, and that's it. That's like I don't want to. I don't want to labor it any longer because I know we have so much cool stuff to talk about. So, guys, wanted to know: Is that jet ski with the boat? Yes, it is, and it even attaches to the boat. It is attached cool to is one that? of the rear pontoons or one of the pontoons on the aft, on the port, uh, port side aft section. I actually need to look at the picture again. Starboard. Yeah. Is it the starboard, starboard side? Aft? Yeah, the, 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 the port side, left side has is a, the, a, a port is left. Yeah, it's got a, a depth charge. Depth charge. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Not mines. <laughs> Different things. Not same same thing but different <laughs> no well aquatic mines you just sort of leave them in areas attached to in like a, an anchor and a chain and depth charges they obviously sink to depth anyways whatever i, I know the yeah. difference okay <laughs> no that's cool man <laughs> well they're Rob, kind of like time you... bombs aren't they depth mm, charges you kind of set the depth that you wanted to explode at and you drop it down it's like as you're actively trying to um attack something under the water yeah, in the crudest sense, I mean, weren't they? They're absolutely right. They were sort of timed because obviously you know the rate at which they sink. So if you were trying to depth charge a submarine at 40 feet or 100 feet, you'd know what depth to set. Yeah. Anyways, we're not submariners here at G.I. Joe, but we're toy <laughs> fans who occasionally oh. read, watch, or play things. Rob, have you. Wait a minute. I'm jumping the gun. I've got some news items that I'd like to get my teeth stuck into <laughs> uh -oh. before we do any of that. Guys, people have received their uh, retro-carded Baronesses. They're showing up at retail. I love that, that was fast. Like, they that just announced them fast. last week. Gotta go Whoa. fast. Good lord. And, okay, a, a few things come to mind immediately just on appearance alone. And the brief descriptions that you, you're hearing from people who have them in hand. The card stock is unfortunately flimsy. Flimsy, yeah. Now that... It looks that. like you It know. boggles my mind because, you know, Marvel Legends, who are doing the kind of a vintage approach these days, they have these doubled over cards. I think I mentioned them last week. Mm. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, if that's using half the amount of pulped wood to produce, then at least the environment wins. So I can't be upset like that. But Maybe the environment is if, half the battle? Well, look, if the <laughs> ultimate goal with these is to uncard them, um, then then fine, make the card as flimsy as possible. But if people are wanting to buy these to have this like pseudo-vintage collection hanging off their walls, 
it's not going to give you that in a number of reasons because a the cardstock sucks and b the bubbles are horrendous they extend three quarters up the length of the card like half yeah. obscuring the cobra enemy badge and it's just to provide spacing for baroness's pistols but I you mean, don't have to do that though you can put them behind the figure like it for decades, we've had amazingly well-designed bubbles and spaces well, to put... Whoever's calling the shots with packaging at Hasbro these days, particularly with G.I. Joe, is like hell-bent on showing you all the value. It's like, you get all the stuff and a whole lot of factory air because <laughs> there's a lot of space. I don't know, man. It's too you much. Know, it could be that they're doing that to uh, make space. They'd want a standard bubble size for all figures that they could possibly is put in Is that a space. stand? Oh, good question. I only noticed that now. Wow. Right. And I've, I've, like, I thought that was just reflection, but now I'm looking at this other picture. I'm like, wow. I Amazing. I can't confirm or deny, but yeah, it does look like a stand in the package. So that's some value added. Mm. If you can't that's stand a... classified figures. It's <laughs> fascinating. They do it for the, the three and three quarter inch figures too. This weird mm. extended bubble. Uh, mm. it's unsightly anyways we can yammer on about the card or we can talk about the fact that baroness's glasses are removable but they really shouldn't be because their attachment yeah. points leave these giant square divots in the side of her head nah that's yeah. cool that said the head sculpt <laughs> is stunning i do approve it is of really stunning appearance. yeah the painting is much nicer on, on this version than the version that comes with the coil cycle. I also like that mm. they've removed the red from her belt. Personally. Yes. Mm. It's a good look and certainly services the need for people who don't want another coil bike in their collection. Because those okay. things, you know, take them or leave them. You either are a fan of Canada's bike or that thing's just going to gather dust at the back of the it shelf. It just feels very chintzy to me. No, no, not chintzy. I just, I think it's a very childishly designed thing actually so the back of the card yeah, is a bit of a it. bust too obviously the file card is multilingual which is always oh. a head scratcher to me it seems like a policy decision instead of a, an actual practical one because the last time i checked gi joe is not very widely available at retail in other parts of the world the spanish-speaking world the german-speaking world the french-speaking world like why are we including all these languages i mean i'm i, I applaud not leaving anybody out but I, I challenge you to travel Europe and see how many places, mass retail places, I'm not talking about like hobby stores or like comic book shops who specially import these toys, but like, can you go to a big box toys or big box department store in Germany and buy these? You cannot. Hmm. Shem, I also, I mean, at least... You know, at least uh, uh, people that speak different languages can also enjoy the, you know, writing or the, what's the word I'm looking for? The editorial wit of... It's a catch He was a student Paul. radical. No, look, <laughs> I, I defy you to, to... I mean, people who are G.I. Joe fans now, the, the, mm. the old timers like us who grew up internationally were acclimatized to the way G.I. Joe was marketed in the 80s and 90s, which was Correct, yeah. heavily a real American hero. You couldn't be blind to that. And if you were, you quickly had the wool pulled out. Wool pulled out from it? Right? Whatever. But you, you quickly, as an adult, realized this is an American product. Like, 
Anyways, this is a debate we can have another another time. But I of feel course, very strongly yeah. that the the buying market of GI Joe don't mm. care for the multilingualism, even if your first language is not English. This is purely yeah. a a bureaucratic decision that Hasbro oh, wants totally. to look good by by including all the languages. But practically, it matters very little to you know us, the buying public. Yeah, no I just also what don't think it's. Speak. Yeah, and I, I mean, they haven't, they haven't even made it a worthwhile read. But yeah, I think that's a whole conversation we can save for another time. But I do agree with you. I do think it is just ticking a box. Gaz yeah. has been to Germany recently, and he said he did not see any Joes in Berlin. Yep, not surprised. They just don't have the market presence that they had in the 80s and 90s. It's as simple as that. Hasbro's closed ranks. These aren't Transformers. It's not... It might be... Glo like pitched as a global response team and not like exclusively American anymore. But the reality of it at retail is that it is entirely American. And by that, I, by extension, I mean, Canada, like North America, it's, it's, that's the sweet spot for GI Joe always has been. And in other news, people have started getting their O-ring storm shadow. <laughs> oh God, there he is. Storm shadow and snake eyes <laughs> figures. And I have a few observations to, to bear on these as well. For instance, the elbow rivets. Hey, if you're able to take a closer look at the picture that I've just flashed on screen, they've been they colored. Are, they've been colored. They've been clearly painted over. Yeah. I mean, we only ever saw the digital renders, so we couldn't base it on that. But yeah, these are absolutely bang on what the digital renders uh, depicted. And man, they uh -oh. look white. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Storm Shadow looked Clean. white. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow, like it's, it's eye popping. It's not even like off white. It's like cold stark white. Yeah. That's what he looked like when he originally came off the shelf in 1980, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's actually insane to think that you can actually get a brand new pure white. And I badly want black. these, hey. <laughs> They're so well, good. And I would, I would, order? I don't like, I don't know how to do it through Hasbro Pulse and it's like ridiculous, but yeah, I've, I've got to figure this out because I do want them. I also wasn't expecting them to be here so soon. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have none jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it has come as a shock to all of us that uh, Hasbro, you know, after, after apologizing that product might be delayed and that they're going to do things very piecemeal these days to suddenly hit us with actual plastic. Uh, it's 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 great. They can keep surprising yeah. like that, surprising us like that. Thank you very much. Anyways, um, next news item I'd like to quickly throw in front of everyone's faces is we spoke about it last week. The collecting the art of GI Joe uh, Kickstarter by 3DJoes.com. But does everyone know about Operation Recall? No, not at all. Ah. Well, give me I just know second. that that art book is like a sweet, sweet hundred dollars, and that's like nothing. Like okay. when I say nothing, I mean that's so well priced. You know, yeah. shipping to your location may not be as well priced, but the book at least is, like incredibly so. Uh, Valiverse uh, Action Force: The Second Wave pre-orders, um, as, and I believe our good friend Desert Rat is in there. You know, so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so guys, I mean, I believe that just recently closed if you are listening to this. But hey, go and check it out. Maybe it hasn't yet. Um, but yeah, you can get your very own Tony Roberts figure. Um, so, <laughs> so jump in on that. Um, I, 
I will definitely get myself a Tony Roberts figure. I just don't think I'm going to do it on this pre-order run. Mostly because I'm still waiting for my Action Force stuff to clear from customs here locally. Um, yeah, so I, I want to check what they're like before I get more. I mean, I have faith in, in Bobby, but, you know, let me let me buy some for, uh, Let me open mine first and see what they're like for me, you know. But, yeah. And... The backer kits, I think, are open for Roboscar Mark II. Yes! And Chris... Skeletron. Chris McLeod <laughs> has just shared that uh, he collaborated with Word Burglar again to produce a track that you can buy on vinyl as part of the, the, the kit. Incredible. It's... I suppose it's... Uh, I can only assume he, he, Word Burglar's actually composed the track and some rhymes about the Roboscar. And you know it's going to be tight. You just know. Yeah. Okay. Operation Recall is Carson Metaxas, who's done incredible uh, documentarian work with pretty much all the surviving creators of G.I. Joe, be it marketing guys like Bazigian to um, Bill Merkline, who did the sculpting, to Larry, of course, who you know wrote the, the dossiers and the comic book. He's pulled together a dream team of creators and has submitted his own character from 1989 to them for their creative treatments. So a Ron Rudat sketch was then worked up by Kirk Bozigian with, you know, pointers and, and things that he wanted added. They've done color sheets and, and selected the best, um, I suppose, the option for this character to be colored in. Uh, they've kicked it over to Bill Merkline or to Larry to write the dossier. Um, they've done 3D uh, models and then 3D prints of accessories to see it all work together. They've had sculpts done by and packaging art done. It's just all come together. This guy's like a radio operator um, called Ritello, but that's not all. Carson's been doing the rounds on, he, he did the uh, toy guys talking with Michael Mercy. And then I also listened to his interview on talking Joe and it would appear that this project is going to have life beyond this individual figure. They could potentially do four or up to 16 new figures by the original team. And there's going to be a submissions process. Like if you've got, an idea for a figure that has been kicking around in your imagination since the 80s, you could submit it. And he's going to do a kind of a blind draw of, uh, along with these Ooh. creatives, of the, 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 the first or the best 16. I don't know. They're going to, you know, blank out the names and <laughs> potentially your, your character could become an actual plastic action figure. Mind-blowing. Thank you to Gaz for bringing this to my attention, but this is this is some very exciting news. That is some very exciting news. That's like, wow! That reminds me a little bit of the um, Mega Man uh, thing in the in the eighties. Like in Japan, they made it a competition for all, like kids and people to submit drawings to become the robot masters. So all the bosses oh, yes. in Mega Man are actually based on those. And I think I did uh, hear about that. Yeah, and I think Mega Man Six on the NES is actually american it was open to american fans so that's really is cool. it mind-blowing or what to see a newly tooled o-ring but not just that to know that every aspect of its development was that pooled talent 
from the original teams. Like the kind of pedigree that this figure has is incredible. What a time to be alive, guys, to see this stuff still come together. Um, and it's been said, uh, Mr. Mercy said it on his stream, that like the only key man missing from this dream team would be Hector Garrido. But the art chores are, I'm sure you'll agree, pretty damn cool by Mr. Doug Hart. Absolutely speechless. This is uh, incredible that... that... <laughs> That's this can happen, and they're given up to 15, 16 other people the, the opportunity to kind of have this happen for them, you know, experience this whole process. I the, wow, I, I love the pigeon. <laughs> and if you're wondering how to submit, well, watch 3D Joe's very carefully. They're not open to submissions just yet, but it's coming. Um, uh, in fact, I think the website's called operationrecall.com. But either way, I'll include the link in the description. So scroll down and check out the wait page because this is coming, guys. This is like Willy Wonka's golden ticket. You know what I mean? Damn. And I think... Uh, and Now you have to I tell everyone, Stephen, ruining our chances of getting our childhood figures definitely <laughs> made. But also, <laughs> I think it, we want to be democratic about this. Well, democratic to a point. Like, I'm sure mm. they will get hundreds, if not thousands of submissions so it will be you know something that has to be vetted down to a, a small number and then voted on by these legends uh, just getting to that stage would be incredible to have to have those eyes pass over your concept like i'm getting giddy paul do you have a concept in mind do you have something Oof. that you played with I've, I've... back in the Early oh, not even back in the day even like recently i've played with ideas for like new gi joe characters <sighs> and as recently as when we were having a conversation and rob was like oh we could actually we should actually have some new characters you know in the line i've 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 really been thinking of that you know like i played around with some ideas i don't want to say well, this... what they are because i want to i want a chance this is a developing <laughs> story and we will definitely keep a close eye on it as it as it breaks and unfolds but yeah, I, I'm excited. Another I developing just, story in, same, in the same vein, Callsign Longbow have a working sample. Oh, and it looks incredible. It's a falcon-looking fella. Like, it's just... It's like that face seeing, sculpt is crazy. It's like that... That sense of um, nostalgia mixed with, like, seeing an old friend, but it's a new friend. Like, this is... It looks analogous to every awesome o-ring figure produced in in the early line but it's something new like you cannot mm. like the parts that you see when you look at this figure you can't place them because they mm. are new and they look amazing, amazing. particularly that wrist articulation oh so good but this kickstarter is not yet live once again it's a kind of wait and see they will launch it when it's ready you just have to stay in the loop. And, you know, we won't be the first ones to break the news. It'll probably, the, those accolades will probably go to the full force. But uh, we'll definitely let you know before before the window closes. So, yes, also, stick around. Um, just a, a small shout out to Gaz, actually. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to Gaz for actually letting me know about that news. Um, he did uh, shoot me a message to say, hey, have I checked this out yet? Um and I just, I've been a bit crazy. So I sort of started watching it a little bit and 
Uh, and I didn't know it was called Recall. I sort of was jumping up and down between it. So I did sort of know about this, but without knowing what it was called, because it's me and my head's all over the place. So guys, thank you for that, by the way, dude. Um, that was really cool of you. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Beat yeah. you to it. <laughs> Rob, what are you reading, watching or playing, my friend? Oh, I started Arcade this week. Uh, arcade? Arcane? I don't know. Arcane. League of arcade. Legends TV series. But... Oh. I don't think I like it. <laughs> and it's it not just, my... It looks really good, though. That's one It thing. looks really good, but the, it, it's for some reason, Netflix showed me the second episode first. Okay. So I don't know how that happened. So like then I have a certain expectation because of like who was featured first. I'm like, okay, so this is the main character. And then yeah. there are these annoying kids in this first story arc. And then I would go back and watch the first episode. It turns out actually the annoying kids... Are the main characters or at least you know the main characters but i mean they're the kind of like the feature characters because it's an ensemble cast and then like like a, i don't know this is weird because i couldn't give a shit about these children <laughs> <laughs> so i was very annoyed by this and then i finished the third episode and then fortunately the way that the series is structured i believe it has three story arcs set to different um time periods um so the second time period the one of started episode four and that was a little bit more bearable i was like okay cool they're not children anymore they're adults and you know what's going down with that now so yeah i'll make sure to keep watching it and finish it because the art is absolutely incredible it's just very well animated um voice acting is very good um overall it's it's, it's a fantastic production it's just that it was unfortunate that i watched the second episode first because it kind of just set me up set my expectations up uh, in you know in the wrong order, I suppose. Yeah, dude, I, I feel you on that. Uh, with Arcane, I just feel that um, that kind of story doesn't really didn't blow me away. I, I thought I thought the world building was really amazing, though. Yeah, it's like gorgeous. the kind of world the that it's set setting in. is absolutely incredible. Yeah, but also just the kind of world that it is, how people live in that world, the technology of that world. I mean, that's great, but that's all from League of Legends. You know, it's it's a very well conceptualized um world actually mm. and uh, i think the story I, I i'm glad that the story was a little bit more uh, i don't want to say it's like a good or a bad story in that sense i think it's good enough um to be enjoyable uh. and also remember i'm somebody who enjoyed gi i mean he-man revelations <laughs> for example or revelation that's true you are one and of those that is but it's not but I, it's not good I just enjoyed it, right? <laughs> um, I can I can say objectively that it's not that great, but I did enjoy it. Whereas with Arcane, it's the same thing. I think I think the production quality and everything is good. I just didn't necessarily love the story. Ah, well, I, I have no expectations because yeah. I mean I've played some League of Legends. I don't know the backstories of any of the characters, and it feels fairly. It's a fairly smallish story. Like I, I mean, I suppose yeah. it can get quite big, but it's set in one city. It's like, how does the lives, how do the events of the, the lives of these characters affect them now and how they go forward and how they develop? And I mean, it's, it's nice. It's kind of like more focused. Um, Cause I mean, there's like the, the roster of characters in League of Legends is huge. So, I mean, you mm. really could keep telling stories forever. Um, Which yeah, I think I'm curious to keep going. Plan. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sure if, if yeah. they can keep up this production quality, I mean, it really, it's a go absolutely gorgeous show um animated but it still feels like it's painted like a painted yes. animation which is 
Ugh, so mm, that's it's such a game changer that actually so yeah i think so yeah. i mean see a lot more shows like that coming out i think that was the only thing i watched this week did i watch anything else apparently it wasn't good enough to remember <laughs> <laughs> well something that was good enough to remember for yours truly the book of boba fett has delivered one of the most breathtaking pulse pounding like moments in star wars that i've ever seen in recent memory wow i suppose it's quite ever... easy you know when, when it's the snooze fest the whole time <laughs> <laughs> it is so out of tune with the rest of this series but um i re-watched this single sequence over and over again that is pod racing <laughs> I mean, it, is, it was so good so so good like i forgive many many a sin if you deliver a sequence like that so thank you uh, i guess uh, it's it's a backhanded compliment because yeah I've, this this series has been sucking big time in my eyes um it's so sad that like when the mandalorian was being announced you know i being the canonical star wars fundi was like who the hell is this guy wearing that armor i want to see boba fett give me boba fett i don't want to see someone else you know, rocking his cool look. Well, now they gave me Boba Fett, and I'm like, please give me the give Mando. me Mandalorian. <laughs> please save me from this shit. I want Jin Joran. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, episode five is a standout episode, and I'll leave it at that. But uh, as I say, one sequence in particular just gets you right, right where you want Star Wars to get you. Just pure exhilaration. <sighs> oh, that's cool. That's and very cool. I'm glad to hear that it's an improvement for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I fully anticipate episode six will drop the ball once again, but <laughs> five was a reprieve from the sentence of Disney Drek. I swear, look, it's so evident that Book of Boba Fett is purely trading on The Mandalorian's success. Yeah. Like, save on budget by setting it in Tatooine. We've already got all the sets, all the costumes or the you know everything like we can just keep it there and and get this series almost like you know budget um but yeah as i say episode five is a, an exceptional episode literally it is it stands exceptionally on its own as an exception um and then on the other end of the spectrum i took a trip to the early 80s and watched a vintage anime or started watching at least uh Daogaram. Oh, Dogram! Very Wonderful. cool. All so of it good. on YouTube Oof. for free. Dark as well. Shit, my, so cool. It's my streaming platform of choice. And yes, it's it forgoes any of the kind of the, the chinchy like anime cliches of like there being cutesy characters with funny faces and stuff. Yeah, like, no, this, Dogram is very serious. Yeah, it's even more serious than. Armored Trooper votes on. Uh, then, then, yeah, I was gonna say it's. it's I like class that's... it in the same same place, but mm. yeah, it's 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 long and epic, and I enjoy just sinking my teeth into that world because I don't know what South Africa's reception of anime was back in the eighties and nineties, but I feel it feels familiar to me. Certainly because we we probably got all the the European shows that copied the anime style. So like Heidi, I think we also got. Or... Yeah, sorry. No, I, I can't actually list any more. Like I just I stole with oh. Heidi. Oh, and there was the the dwarves, the dwarves. 
Ah, ja, David die kabouter. Ja. David die kabouter, dat is weg. Ja, dat is Jan. Well, we also had something called Force 5, which was a tragic gangbang of um, <laughs> different uh, super robot animes and sort of star blazers in there for good measure somewhere. In fact, guys, if you want to check out Toy Galaxy's most recent, uh, well, one of his most recent videos, it has to do with um, the sort of giant robots craze um, in the 80s. Uh, the sort of what America knows as the Shogun Warriors. Um, yeah, so we had the Force 5. When he talks about Force 5, we had that here in South Africa. Um, but uh, Dogaram, uh, I think it's, what is it? Something of the Sun uh, is the full name? Fang. Fang of the Sun, yes, Dogaram. Mm. Now, David had that toy. Um, I think he might even still have it. And it's quite cool how it works. It's, it's got a plastic, in, uh, it's got a die cast armor uh, over like a plastic uh, articulated base, which is fairly basic. I mean, it's a 5 POA kind of movement situation going on. But the whole point is that you could take the armor off because it's like you, you're like servicing it. Um, mm, very cool nice. toy. That's, that, was, that was my introduction to Dogaram. Uh, well, or, it trades know. on the mecha action, but really that's not the focus of the series. No. It feels like that's what they, they hook you with this cool looking mecha. I mean, those of you who can't picture it, it's, it's probably somewhere between the size of a Gundam and a Votoms. It's like probably about 10 meters tall with a glass yeah, a, cockpit and a missile pod on the one shoulder. And it's I could green. Be mis- uh, it's, it, the, I think one of the nicer ways to explain it as well, or well, not nicer ways, but a good way to explain it, it's kind of like Japanese mech warrior. Like okay. you're so used to the anime side of mecha um, that Dogaram is very like mech warrior, you know, in, in its approach. There's a lot of stuff going on. But, but anyway, it's very political. It's very yes, like very somber tone. Like I, yeah. I do not see any of the typical hallmarks of anime in it. Like it feels like I'm watching <laughs> space politics, and I know that sounds dull, but I'm riveted. Hey, listen, I Gundam guess. makes that work as well. So it's yeah, you know, and and the most famous Gundam series in in America is Gundam Wing, and Gundam Wing, in my opinion, is possibly the most political Gundam series. <laughs> so, yeah, mm. damn, man, I actually you got me wanting to watch Dogram now. Like I say, yes. it's it's on YouTube. I don't know how many there are, but I I've not had a break in transmission just yet. Like it's not like they're missing episodes, and so it's cool. in reasonably high quality. Like it's obviously taken from I suppose a either a dvd collection or a vhs no probably not a vhs well they, the subtitles are perfect they very recently did a dvd box set collection um and it's like i think it's like 15 dvds and then a special kit of dogram that comes with it in retro packaging so it looks this like it came in the 80s this, yeah. the youtube clips were published in, in 2013 so that stuff's been lying in wait for me until the algorithm threw it in front of my peepers and i was like hmm Vintage anime, yes. <laughs> Why do you take so long? Oh, what you been watching or reading or playing? Or is it Tiger Time? Uh, well, just before, and it's not. I'm not even going to be long about it. I've also been watching an anime. Uh, it's it's a newie, but an old new anime. It's called Parasite: The Maxim. It's um, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's got a really great dub. If you guys don't enjoy subtitles, um. It is a creepy ass series. It's very uh, David Cronenberg in that this character wakes up and his hand is talking to him and it's like some kind of mutant like creature thing. 
and yeah it gets really hectic and it deals with some very cool social issues as well as like personal issues as a you know like you as a person and what makes up your personality and what defines you as human guys if you enjoy stuff that's just got like a weird ass edge to it um that is a little bit cronenberg from a horror po point of view uh i definitely urge you to check out parasite and also thankfully uh because a lot of anime does unfortunately devolve into my mystical weird set of powers is greater than your mystical weird set of powers now we must battle i will be the top mystical power asshole in the series and you're like oh god yeah thank you because that's what happened to there was a, a series called tokyo ghoul and tokyo ghoul was really cool for like the first i'd say 10 episodes and then it devolved into my tokyo ghoul powers are better than yours and i was like fuck this um but yeah parasite doesn't seem to be going that way it's, it feels like a horror story and it's great so anyway go and check that out if you guys haven't that's what i've been watching so that's it that's it that's all i've been watching and seinfeld <laughs> so. then it's time gentlemen tiger force they use captured cobra vehicles and re-outfitted old gi joe vehicles to perpetrate daring raids behind enemy lines or something to that effect i was riffing on my own but that was what was on the box blurbs and the card backs and i think somewhere in that mix tiger force also became heavily utilized in jungle warfare i guess it went hand in hand with the tiger motif a tiger tiger's natural habitat is the jungle and so are these guys there were a few outliers, uh, some people that looked perhaps better in desert environments. I know the snow cat being recast into the tiger cat. A lot of people would have it crushing dunes instead of snow drifts. But by and large, you're looking at a jungle outfit. What, gents, what was your personal reception of this concept, if any? Rob, is that a very short answer for you? I don't think I had any of these. Um... Correction, you do have one. <laughs> uh, I gave you a tiger shark once upon a time. Cha-ching! Oh, yes. Um, yeah, but like, not, but I mean, like, as a child, like, I had no... There was nothing to it. It was just... I don't think, even think I remember seeing them on the shelves. Hmm. At all. Hmm. Um, yeah, I have no memory or connection to this, at least from my childhood. I think it was just whatever Stephen had, which I think was the tiger paw... Uh, the the boat uh, the, the tiger rat is, is that what it's called <laughs> um tiger shark well, <laughs> it's yeah, confusing gotta... why is the tiger rat the flying one that makes no sense <laughs> it's derived from rattler but yeah you have yeah. Some, it does not make any sense but also Paul... you didn't own many of them either sorry no sadly not i had three of the vehicles and none of the figures which was upsetting to me I know the figures were out there. I think I recall yeah, seeing Tiger Force. Yeah, but they kept getting Force. the vehicles that didn't come with with um, with, with, <laughs> with people. Ah, uh, yes. Paul, I assume, much like me, your very first reception of Tiger Force came in the form of the 1990 European catalogue. That is correct. That is when <sighs> I first uh, met Tiger Force. Uh, I, because I saw that catalogue and saw the Tiger... What is that little boat called again? The tiger fish at like the same time. Like, okay. I got the catalog. I was excited about it. And then later on that day, I went to David's place because he was at my house 
and then he's like, I've got something cool to show you. And then I saw the tiger fish. So it's pretty much the same time, <laughs> you know, he didn't yeah, buy it. So he just had it. Yeah. Yeah. Our, I think our releases mirrored European releases in that we didn't get the tiger rat in our assortment for some reason, mm. maybe due to the complexity of the toy, it just wasn't sold in Europe and, and the UK and therefore, you know, didn't trickle its way down to South Africa. But just seeing these toys in the catalog kind of made me feel a disdain for the other stuff that was marketed alongside it. Because these are all repaints of earlier vehicles, they had that pedigree. They had rubber tires or they had more detailed canopies. Um, the fact that the Tiger Fly looked like a real-world helicopter where just a, you know down from it on, on the very same catalog... They're trying to market you the X-Wing Skystorm helicopter. Mm. Like, it just felt like a different toy line to me. These were so cool. A little did I know that anyone who was with G.I. Joe from 82 knew the actual lineage of these toys and knew these to be inferior paint jobs. But to me, these were the greatest G.I. Joe toys I had never yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were on a pedestal. So fortunately, like I said at the top of the podcast, my very first G.I. Joe vehicle, the Tiger Paw, exquisite. I have no memory of assembling it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't have a hand in that. But I do remember sitting on my carpet in my room on the day I received it. I think it was a special occasion. I think it was Easter, actually. Easter of 1990. And just marveling at this thing. Like turning the, the wheels and thinking, what? What alchemy is this? <laughs> yeah it really was on its own uh pedestal <laughs> i think i had so by cool. that stage the the quad bike from bionic 6 and oh it's yeah nowhere near as good i mean they're both yellow ironically but advantage gi joe in almost yeah, well, my bionic way. 6 quad bike was like well was, a, was it a quad was it a quad bike or a try uh, i had the three-wheeler from bionic 6 and that thing broke so quickly that was the dirt bike, and I think the quad was called the Quad Runner. I could be mistaken. Mm. But the fact that they both fit into the mule's van blew my mind. Anyways, like I say, advantage G.I. Joe because, yeah, the ferret as a base mold was just exquisite. Then shortly after that, I think I picked up at Dion's a Tiger Shark, which had been repackaged because um, I think maybe someone got it for Christmas, didn't want it gave it back to Dion's and it had been very crudely taped up. So <laughs> not every not everything was inside. Like I don't think I don't uh, think I, the rod the rod that connects the thumb wheel to the, the fan that was missing. So my dad uh, in his ingenuity took a piece of plastic sprue and fashioned one out of that and sort of plastic welded it. So it look I mean it looks uh, great. Yeah. Perfect that's so job. Cool. Mm, spins like a dream. Oh uh, but, but that's yeah, like such an irritating thing, sorry. In South Africa. Never had any of the, the figures. And man, did I obsess about the tiger cat. Because it said it can transport up to 10 figures. And I thought to myself, well, given that the photography on the catalog shows it at such a low angle, uh, maybe there's like troop space in the back? There must be if it can transport 10 figures. <laughs> Meanwhile, it really just meant on the foot pegs. <laughs> <laughs> Dicks. But still, it's um, a legendary vehicle and really works in that color scheme, I think. My, uh, I think a good word to sum uh, summarize Tiger Force for me when I saw it in the catalog, the word was wet. 
Like, not sounds <laughs> dodge. But it, it, like, everything, a lot of the shots were either jungle or in a river, you know? Like, mm. you know what I mean? And I, I was like, wow, this is so, like, wet and moist. I'm sorry if this, and moist, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if that offends people's sensibilities thanks to How I Met Your Mother. But, yeah, such a, uh, Tiger Force is just sexy, man. I love that. You know it, series. baby. Oh, okay, I so I think I think at least Paul and I are in favor with Tiger Force. I have some reservations, and I'll leave them for the end of the show. Rob, I take it you can live without without the repaints. No, I mean I think the repaints look cool. I think more often than not, it worked better for the vehicles than for figures. Mm. I think there, there's a there's a better consistency across the vehicles as to what the the paint whoever was working on the vehicles was doing where when you come to the action figures it's a lot more varied and i don't know why but like while gi joe itself obviously is a, they all have their own uniforms but like it feels like when you're a sub team you kind of have to be a little a little bit more uh unified identifiable. yeah unified as a sub team um yeah. and i think a lot of the time there there was no uniformity before before between the figures um I mean, some of them work a lot better when, when, when you know, paired with the vehicles. But I mean, as a, as a team, when you put them together for the, you know, uh, end of year, uh, you know, classed <laughs> photos, um, they just look like a ragtag bunch of guys. It's like, why, why are these guys necessarily Tiger Force and not these other guys over here? So yeah, I think I think it's a cool concept. Um, it's nice that they obviously were able to sell the same vehicles again in the new paint job which completely transformed them and created a whole new fan base for the for the toy line mm, an opportunity to get them second time around if you missed them the first time yeah, but exactly. looking at the 1988 carded figure assortment let's let's start at the very beginning boys tiger force the debut sub team and i'm not quite counting the dreadnoughts let's say tiger <laughs> force was the, the start of the re repaint phenomenon i suppose uh, then I, i'm also not talking about special missions brazil but tiger force okay tiger force that's <laughs> they were going to they, they were <laughs> the true first repaint team widely available what figures from the initial seven stand out as successful updates and which are unsuccessful and for anyone listening along we're talking about lifeline flint dusty duke roadblock bazooka and the throwbackiest of throwbacks tripwire <laughs> <laughs> they somehow found his tooling and they were like yeah let's get some more mileage out of this guy <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him a leopard uh, leotard, you know, or like to wear on top of his costume. Knife it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys, who are the winners? Who are the stinkers of Class of 88? Well, uh, I think one of the winners, the like the definite winners, at least in my eye, is Duke and Li uh, Duke Lifeline and Dusty are serious winners in my eyes with this line. And, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that would argue that Flint is one of the best in this line as well because he has the most sort of military style gear. You know, he's got tiger stripes on brown, not on yellow or light brown or, you know, yellow on green or something. So I think those are definitely the most popular. And also, I suppose, a special mention for Roadblock's helmet, which is also probably <laughs> yes. one of the best figures in Tiger Force. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind accessories. 
toys. <laughs> I love that helmet, man. It's too cool. Yeah. A lot of people scratch their heads and wonder why they didn't use version 2 Roadblock as a base figure. But all I say to that is, then you'd miss out on that glorious helmet. So, mm. worth it. And also, it's a chance to get Mardus again. As much as I exactly. love the general purpose machine gun that came with version 2 Roadblock, Roadblock Mardus all the way, man. If you can get it, get it. And, uh, it's also a, a missed opportunity on Duke's helmet, but anyway. <laughs> Look, I, Duke is missing paint apps that bug me to the point where I actually did what some Japanese catalogs insist that you do and customize the figure. I painted in his grenade. I painted in his, his badge. I think I painted oh. in his belt buckle as well. And there's some nice sort of, um, what are they called? Belts? tangs or you know the steel bits that loop through yes, yeah. your bandolier and he's got two of those on his bandolier and i painted those in a kind of brass or silver anyways i just added a little bit here and there to make this figure sculpt make better sense because losing all those details into green shirt and brown strap it's a shame man crying shame mm. flint i think is a successful update for all the reasons that you cited he's absolutely mm. innocuous there's not an ounce of yellow on him. But, Rob, I take your point, man. Of the class of 88, there isn't a unified through line between them. Yeah, I think the closest you'd get to a guy who actually feels like... Or actually, would probably be Lifeline. He feels like Tiger Force because he's got the yellow in there. But, I mean, yeah. I, maybe it isn't just the yellow that kind of makes it. I mean, they can kind of contrast a bit with the vehicles. Are you saying Tripwire... Yeah, Tripwire... He's like Hooker Force. It's weird. It's I don't know why they did because it, it literally does look like he's wearing a one piece um swimsuit um yeah. over his out normal outfit. It's like he was like the last second addition to the team. Like, okay, we ran oh. out of like materials. Uh we we're we're gonna have a female on the team this year, but uh so uh here's the swimsuit, put that over. That um, is brutal. You're absolutely right. He's wearing a tiger stripe. <laughs> One piece. Oh. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's awful. Jeepers. I'd never <laughs> seen it like that. The funny Force. thing, though, is that he does fit the, the theme really well, though. I mean, if, if you ignore the fact that he looks ridiculous. But I think, <laughs> for me, probably the most the coolest figures here would be Lifeline. And and Flint is a, is a good repaint for adding him to the team, I think. I mean, yes, he doesn't match what I exactly to the vehicles but i think it's it's a good it's a good direction to go in you could kind of go in the lifeline direction or the flint direction and how you kind of color the, the figures generally going forward mm -hmm. um now you know, so there were a few figures exactly there yes. were a few figures that fell by the wayside at prototype oh. stage these mm. that i'm flashing now are custom reproductions of figures that didn't make the cut for whatever reason. No. We oh have God. Wild Sad Bill. Answer. Looks like my Recon dad. <laughs> <laughs> Recondo, Sabretooth, Torpedo, Ripcord, and an alternate version of Dusty. Wow. Uh, and, and it's so torn because that version of Dusty also looks great. Personally, I'm a fan great. of the Recondo. Because he's seen yeah. riding Tiger Paw. Yes, mm. his coloring 
got swapped out with Wild Bills, and then he got included with Tiger Fly. Um, I believe the reason is they couldn't find Wild Bills tooling. So they just shuffled Ricondo out of the single card uh, land. And, and why did they have to change the coloring? Like this version because is so I think at some, at some level they thought let's just make this a substitute Wild Bill. He looks like Wild Bill enough. And certainly uh. in Europe he was still marketed as Wild Bill or Wilde Willem. <laughs> story. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting history. Uh, but the most interesting of all of these has got to be the new guy, Sabretooth. Who is... Yeah, that's kind of cool. They included... Firefly. They tried to include... Yeah, it's, it's literally Firefly, but done up as, as a tiger. As a completely that's new cool. character, yeah. Is he a new character? Like, this, in my mind, sets up a great tradition of Firefly being a deep cover agent. Um, and it's something that <laughs> was his through line on Sigma-6. Probably the most interesting aspect of Sigma-6 was that Firefly entered the series on the side of the Joes. And then later mm. was re revealed as a Cobra plant and saboteur. Because, like, there was a string of missions that, like, did not quite go the Joes' way because of his interference each time. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, it's good, man. It's good. Like, there are sterling aspects of that show which demand a revisit. Seeing the DTC vehicles like the Rock and the Rhino is, is one of them because it's so nice seeing toys on that screen. But yeah, this, this subplot with Firefly is another one. Anyway, Sabretooth is not very Joe-looking, if I do say so myself. Like, he doesn't quite fit in the same world as other balaclava-wearing Joes. Like, this guy looks villainous, and it's probably because I'm viewing him as Firefly with a different skin. But, like, there's definitely something sinister about him. Would you agree? I think uh, it's difficult to, to take a, a character that was... I don't know, can you... Do you design a character... To, are, they, are they more evil when you design them to be on Cobra's side? Like, are there elements of the character that make them... Because, I mean, essentially, he's basically just beaten you know yeah, another but also not. all time. those grenades there's something yeah, all the grenades there's something about the way he's designed makes him feel not heroic or maybe that's because we know him as firefly and that's kind of like i don't Look, know i'm gonna, I'm gonna extend that for? point and say that when i've seen like faction swapping um what do they call it the shattered glass versions of joes and cobras they did like mm. they look like trading cards yeah i don't i don't like it man it doesn't it Maybe it's because I'm too close to Joe. Maybe if I was an outsider, but like seeing a Viper with like a star on his arm and seeing like Stalker with a giant Cobra symbol on his chest, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> There's certain design cues that say baddie or goodie. And they, like, even in a colorblind world, you can associate the one and the other. A hundred percent. And that Thank is you. why when we design any kind of characters for any kind of media, like whether it's cute little characters for, for kiddies or like when you're doing military dudes, that silhouette needs to read as uh, ha well, that silhouette needs to read as some kind of emotion or quality of a character. It needs to read as happy or spontaneous or, uh, you know, naughty or evil or whatever, you know. So, yeah, very much so. And, and that's the thing. Like you can look at even just looking at something 
just the shape of uh firefly's belaclava it is very like it if you compare that to like say beachhead beachhead does feel a bit more optimistic in its shape in its shape language it's it's an odd thing but it, it does have that also i just want to just point this out gaz actually uh keyed me in on this uh he's like is that gray on his knee <laughs> uh, referring to the image of Sabertooth, who who does actually have a little bit of gray on his knee in the joint, <laughs> which means that this was quickly mocked up over a Firefly figure uh, yeah, for, the, for the shot. It didn't even paint the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oops. Well, like I say, these guys never... I think the... If I'm not mistaken, the photographs of these pre-production figures were quickly knocked out for a toy show. This mm. actually wasn't submitted to the public at all. It was just bashed out so that they could show retailers. Mm. So the fact that it's fallen into our hands, well, just huge thanks to all the kind of the G.I. Joe historians out there who, who probably the joke declassified guys and, and certainly 3D Joes for preserving these images that were never intended for us in the first place. Also, Firefly... Firefly Oh, sorry, sorry, Rob. I, I no, steamrolled you. I'm just commenting. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I, uh, I was just going to say, old Firefly has a garrote as well. Um, which uh, maybe he will survive the the blind taste test as a baddie. You know, if you took took the figures to someone who'd never seen any GI Joes before and said, "Is this a goodie or a baddie?" Maybe the majority of folks would say, "Yeah, baddie," even with a gaudy tiger color scheme. Mm. <laughs> which i love by the way <laughs> just got to put that in there <laughs> so only one of us has some actual hands-on experience with the later reissue of this toy but we've got to mm. talk a little bit about the tiger rat which is probably the premier piece of the early vehicle assortment i mean the rattler is exquisite and seeing it in tiger stripe it's like it's meant to be right like right. the aircraft are the ones that sell this 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 paint scheme the best? Mm. Am I correct in I'm, saying that? I'm not entirely I, sure. No, I know there's no, a no, real sure. world precedent for it, but uh, part of me is like, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know if I, I, like this. <laughs> I I love it. I love it so much because this was my first exposure to the Tiger Rat. Uh, well, my exposure to the Tiger Rat was my first exposure to the Rattler um, shape, and. Mm. It just worked, and it reminded me of the A10, and I just I was like, "This is cool! I really want this toy." You know, like as a kid, I was like, "Oh my god, I want this! This is amazing!" Um, so seeing the blue rattler, which, ironically, my brain, when you're a kid, didn't see the rattler on the cartoon series as the same vehicle as the tiger rat for some reason. My I just didn't make that connection, or just didn't care to. But I suppose that's also. You know, that's just sometimes how these things work, you know, how colors can actually make such a huge impression on a person as well. But, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, at least I feel that's the best way. And I also really love uh, Tiger Stripes military vehicles as well. So I think it's a lot of win for me and I can, and I, I, and I don't know if it's better, but it's better for me. <laughs> so. Well, it's definitely one of the better repaints. I mean, yes, they, did, they later did like a proper Joe you know, green one with, with kind of like camo painting, which looks most real world, at least to me. But mm. I mean, I think as well, this 
is the way that I originally saw it, probably in, in, in a catalog or something. So the oh. tiger rat, I think so. I mean, I feel like I've had, I had catalogs or something. Um, so hmm. that my first exposure to the ratter as well was through the tiger rat. Um, I feel like it, it went down like that because this feels more natural actually than the blue. To well, me too. Yeah. We totally are skewed by our late reception of this stuff. But that's yeah. always the case here on G.I. Joeberg. That's why you guys tune in to get this refreshing new take on G.I. Joe. Like, what? The first exposure what? you had to G.I. Joe Media was a Nintendo game? Are you kidding me? <laughs> guys, the included pilot was a kit bash, but a successful one? Would you say Sky Striker being largely Wild Weasel's Thunder. parts topped off with Thunder? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does it work for you? It does for me. I think he fits the scheme really well. Um, I would. I was just. I think he's probably one of my more, more favorite characters from the line. Actually, um, hmm. he just looks so good as this this invented character. I mean, it would have been nice if he got a completely different head sculpt. That would have been kind of cool. But I suppose, seeing as the entire line is essentially them repainting and retooling and reusing things, um, you're never going to get away from. And Thunder, as a 1984 character, is a pretty generic head sculpt. Mm. There's, no, there's no sort of bearding on him. He, he was 1984's, like, basic OG-13 style head, basically. <laughs> He's an everyman. Um, mm. And the Wild Weasel body sculpt is criminally underutilized. Yeah, he is, he is my favorite big character. Mm. I mean, absolutely gorgeous body sculpt. I also like that Wild Weasel's body sculpt is kind of like a daywalker in the, in the sense that it works well for good and bad guys, mm. like the body sculpt. You know, it's a the good head... standard flight suit. It's great. Yeah, because yeah, the head just changes its personality immediately. Like put a put a unmasked head on it and it feels like you've got a good guy, you know. Put an evil looking unmasked head on it and it feels like you've got a bad guy, you know, a bad, a, you know, a bad dude. You know, just, you yeah. just get that vibe. So it was the head itself that was kind of like selling, was was keying you into yeah. who, what side this guy was on. But oh, I and I dig Sky Striker. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there if I hadn't. Yeah. On sorry, a side sorry. note. <laughs> on a side note, I defy anyone. Fuck you all. On a side <laughs> note, I defy anyone to find more exclamation points on a file card than Sky Strikers. <laughs> it was not written by Larry Harmer. And I'm not going to read it out. Actually, let me give an excerpt. No, do it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, well, I, I, I'm painted in the corner here. I have to read out the whole thing then. You might say that flying is in Sky Strikers' blood. He grew up on an Air Force base in Maryland where his father was in charge of flight operations. Fascinated with fighter jets, Sky Striker decided to make a career for himself with the Air Force. Upon graduation with the United States Air Force Academy, he went to officers' flight training school to become a pilot. Here comes the excitement. <laughs> After he received his wings, Sky Striker flew X-30 fighters during several G.I. Joe attacks on Cobra Island! Exclamation point. Woo! <laughs> he shot down over 15 Cobra Mamba helicopters, severely crypt crippling Cobra's island defenses! Exclamation point. 
Sky Striker was tapped for duty on Tiger Force because of his fearless attitude in the face of danger! Exclamation point. <laughs> now we're losing our minds. This man was born to fly! Exclamation point. I saw Sky Striker pull off a double loop nosedive in front of two enemy fighters, then shoot them down before they could pick him up on their radar scopes! <laughs> it was unbelievable! Exclamation point. When it comes to combat acrobatics, this flyboy takes the cake! <laughs> and that's not enough from me. The whole oh, second no. half of the flyboy is just shouting. Every he's, he's single. Yeah, he's, he's the man. That was most assuredly not written by Larry Homer. He liked to work <laughs> in a few character faults along with the good stuff. So I think that leads us squarely on to, I, unless you guys want to say something about the tiger sting and tiger fish. Paul, you've already had a go. Good vehicles, oh. solid vehicles. The, the, the tiger sting um, had a Euro release, which is problematic because the shovel because it reuses the Vamp Mark II mold, the shovel is right where the bloody teeth are. And mm. boy, oh boy, can I just say that the teeth stickers on Tiger Force vehicles are stress-inducing big yeah. time for my OCD. Whew. Hardcore. Got to get them right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. I think that means it's time to take a trip over the pond and talk about the 1990 Euroboys and 1991. Psychout, Outback were released in 1990 and then followed up the year after with Blizzard, Hit and Run, Sneak Peek, and Tunnel Rat. And now we start seeing a little bit of unifying tiger striping across all of them, except maybe Mr. Tiger Force himself outback because he's just loud and proud he, he doesn't go with striping he doesn't go with anything subtle he puts the damn kitty face on his front but <laughs> psychot's got it on his jacket <laughs> blizzard's got a tiger force tie <laughs> <laughs> uh, hit, hit and run's got it on his harness uh, sneak peek's got it on his body armor and oh the tastiest of all tasties tunnel has got it on his bandana mm-hmm mm. Or what would you and call that? Bands. Durag? Yeah, well, I, I think bandana is actually more correct. Durag seems, I suppose, right, but I know it as a bandana. I mean, I know that, like, bandana is. But yeah, it's, it's a bandana. I know it as a bandana. Like, but it so looks is great. this an entire wave of win or what? Win? Duh. <laughs> I mean, let's just start with the <laughs> coolest looking figure of the whole lot. Blizzard, snow, no, I'm joking. Snow banana. <laughs> snow banana strikes again. No, man, like, this is, like, every time I see this, uh, I'm like, Damn, maybe I should try and get my hands on the rest of the Euro Tiger Force stuff because it is very tasty. It's very cool looking. I, I think it's a total win. I mean, Sneak Peek looks like such a boss with these, like, orange parts. I know and they've actually rack. made Sneak Peek look appealing. Sorry, mm. Sneak Peek fans <laughs> out there. Rob. Mm. Uh, I mean, Blizzard, like the idea of Blizzard just being a desert skiing dude, it's so ridiculous, it works. And I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, I really want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's odd. Really it's like, it. but he's still called Blizzard though. So it's confusing. Yeah. He's Blizzard, well, look, but he's a desert trooper now. 
It's it's shocking on to a think jungle that the, the snow guys on GI Joe could only ever see action in the snow. Yeah, mm. you keep your same code name, but Joe will take you where Joe needs you to be, man. Like if Sub Zero is is needed on a mission, whether it's hauling a ruck through the desert or the jungle or the snowy wastelands, he's still going to be called Sub Zero. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love G- Gaz's response. What did they do to Blizzard? <laughs> <laughs> yellow snow oh no yeah <laughs> uh, okay guys what do well, you think like rob like i'm curious like i haven't I, uh, rob what are your thoughts on on this do you think this is win as well because well it feels like they're going in a more unifying direction i mean uh, i mean i've established that i like like them to look more uniform and they kind of have gone in more in the lifeline direction rather than the the flint direction with the coloring um, I think Psychot looks really good. Um, I can oh, see a world so where Sneak Peek looks good. Um, and it, I think it works within the line. Um, and obviously Outback, I mean, he just looks f- fucking fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I think overall it's, it's, it looks more like they're a team than the previous lineup. So these guys together feel more like they're, they're the Tiger Force than... In 1988, uh, you know, grouping. 98, 89? <laughs> the previous group. Yep. Yeah. Is... So I think it's a win for Tiger Force. I'm not saying like it's necessarily a win for like figure collectors worldwide ever in the history of the world. Um, but for Tiger Force, it's a win. I kind of wonder if Outback not having Tiger Stripe pants is a good or a bad thing. I, I want to see that. I, ha- I, I kind of want to put you know he shares the same scheme with hit and runs pants mm. so mm. they're wearing the same pair of pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, basically just with dressed differently mm. hey look I, I i can't praise this subset enough um but at the same time it's it's it hurts a collector because all of these are priced very uh premiumly premiumly yeah the, the premium yeah, they, price. They're ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, they're ridiculous dollar prices. I'd say premium. the most affordable is probably Psychart because if you do get him without any accessories, all the accessories are colored the same. This is standard release anyway, so no problem there. Um, the rest, they're going to hurt you, my friends, particularly Blizzard. Yeah. Incredible. And have you guys got banana. any? Is the so guy. Have you guys <laughs> <laughs> the banana? Yeah. Jeez. The da- dangerous dune surfing banana. Um, or dune skiing banana, should I say. Do you guys have any favorites? Or do you want to pick two favorites from here? Just, you know, without like getting into it too much. Because Hit and Run's standard look is so incredible, I'm going to leave him off. And because Tunnel Rat's standard look is so incredible, I'm also going to kind of discount him, though he's definitely contender. I'm going to say that just because of what they add to these figures uh, standard looks uh, they're worthy pickups and okay. maybe for the wrong reasons but um sneak peek mm-hmm. because i don't like his standard outfit he's wearing oh, yeah. a gray sack. yeah his standard look is awful i mean he's he really wins when he get, goes into a sub team mm, and psychart because psychart's specialty is psyops so why yeah. the hell wouldn't he wear something gaudy and like totally just take you off guard if he's the guy talking you down from a messy hostage situation, like 
that's gonna that's gonna mess with my mind. This guy's what what are you wearing, dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'll I'll go for it. I think uh, Psychout's definitely one of mine because I think it's an improvement over the original, and I really like the original. So that's saying something. Um, I feel like saying Outback is kind of a, a cop out because it is such a cool looking figure. Uh, but which is why we're not saying Outback. <laughs> yeah, which is why we're not <laughs> saying Outback. But mm-hmm. I would say uh, Psychout and Blizzard for me in the biggest ways. Mm. You know, wow. The one is because it's an improvement, and the other is because it's so ridiculous. It's cool. <laughs> you know it, Rob. It's actually it's a hidden run. Looks like a completely different character. It's actually amazing what happens when you actually add colors to his outfit. Mm. <laughs> you know, and like don't paint in his face. It's 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 really cool. I'd probably say, um, yeah, I'll probably definitely sneak peek. Um, I struggle between Psych Out and Hidden Run. I think Hidden Run that's a really cool version of Hidden Run. And he what fits strikes me my as odd is of if, the Tiger Force. What strikes yeah. me as odd always with Hit and Run is not the fact that his face is bare. I like being able to see his flesh, but the fact that you don't see his flesh on his hands, that's weird. He's got like long black gloves where his hands would actually that be. That is exposed. interesting. I wonder what happens so, to him that he kind of He dipped his hands his in oil. I wear the gloves now. I wear the gloves. Gents, let's stick with the international releases and flip the script. We're going to Estrella. Hey, Estrella. Hey, Marujo. Marujo. <laughs> Tiger Force Shipwreck. What the hell happened here? Something and amazing. Just great things. Good things <laughs> happened. Paul's in his Good happy things. place. Oh, I'm in my happy place. I love this toy. I'll never own it. I've, I've resolved myself, reserved myself to that fact. Resigned. But, uh, resigned. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's <laughs> the word I was looking reserved. for. Um, yeah, I, I res- yeah, I've resigned myself to the fact that I will never own this figure. But I absolutely love it, and I'm so thankful that I have a modern era version of it. Because for the listeners, yeah. it's a gray, dark, dark gray, almost black teacup hat, black dark gray the same color of trousers and of course it's almost like he's wearing lifelines tiger force upper bo- body because it is mm-hmm. tiger stripe on a black tiger stripe on yellow jacket and it is sublime they've ditched his short sleeves and given him long sleeves which is interesting is he operating in a colder environment now i guess things get cold on the open ocean regardless of whether you're in the tropics or not he fits perfectly yeah. into my concept of what Tiger Force is. I think this is a good Tiger Force figure. Also, I think it was just cheaper not to print the tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another Estrella release was Airtight. And that's almost analogous to his original. Because the yellow is, ex- <laughs> his, the yellow is in exactly the same place. But they've, a couple made, of stripes. they've taken out the green and given it a kind of a deep brown or burgundy and added stripes onto the yellow portions it works uh, definitely changing it to brown i think it makes it it feels more tiger force than the green would have um but it's such an easy swap you know to kind of make him into a tiger Force figure because he was yellow already um, if this was as freely available as v1 airtight 
would it surpass airtight in popularity hmm. uh, the more i look at this figure the more i like that tiger striping because airtight bless his cotton socks love the figure but he does seem a bit plain so plain in fact that he feels like he doesn't belong with his 1985 brethren very plain hmm. jane non-removable helmet like a very flat yellow with no I mean, it's by design that it's not very detailed because it's supposed to be this baggy hazmat suit. Yeah. So it's not going to be packed with pockets and zippers and grenades and magazines. But it just is so basic. It needs something. And I look at the black tiger striping on, on Tiger Force Airtight, the Estrella release, and I'm like, yes, give me that, please. <laughs> uh, I think I was just too married to Airtight as being Airtight that putting tiger stripes on him... Although it looks really, really cool. And I know I was quite tempted by the modern release, the uh, figure subscription service release. Um, I never pulled the trigger on it just because I just couldn't marry that in my head. Like I was like, as much as I love the aesthetic, it's just one of those, I have a little bit of money and I don't, and I don't know if I can spend it on this for, those for that reason alone. Um, it's difficult for me to say. I think the original design is actually very good. Um, hmm. And... Uh, and I and I've thought as much when I actually got my own one, and just looked at it, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually such a cool figure." And weirdly enough, a really great character to draw, um, with these yellow and green. So I don't know. I'm I'm big on the original. I'm not okay. saying this is not better, but it's just it's just different, you know. No, and I like the original. I'm gonna say it's better. I mean, uh, whoa. The the amount of money you're selling for online says it's better too <laughs> well as with a lot of australia figures watch those oh. thumbs guys they are extremely frail so it's, yeah on screen right now we have him posed with his sniffer in hand but i'm under the impression that the hand that's the left hand is missing a thumb just because the way <laughs> it's kind of cradling the weapon or not the weapon the device but rounding out the trio of Estrella releases in the same year, there was Felino, which is Tiger Force Dusty without the soft goods. Mm. And it's definitely got an appeal. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see Dusty without that same silhouette. Like, he's got a neck. Oh, my God. Dusty has a neck. <laughs> yeah, strange, actually. Hmm. And a distinct character, I guess, if you wanted to play him that way. I don't know. The dusty mold makes for a great green shirt or tan shirt, if you will. Yes. Mm -hmm. You could just use him as your standard desert trooper if you wanted to. And the same could be said for these guys as a standard jungle troop. Yeah, if you had a whole, like a handful of these, like five of them with like dusty on uh, in the front, I think it would be quite cool looking, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, you know, but yeah, it's the Battle Cat Squad. <laughs> I don't know how they would have done it, though, because surely there's a gap where the fabric would have sit. Like you glue the top half of the helmet onto the bottom half, but there would be like a little, a cutting. Yeah. Like, yeah, kind of like fits in underneath. But I uh, don't know. I will never have one of these in hand. So there's no danger of me ever investigating it to find out. <laughs> the very next year, Estrella released another crazy exclusive nowadays. Very hard to, to track down. 
but it was a Tiger Force Outback as part of the Sonic Fighters sub-team. Oh, Forestero. And I recently saw one of these on Facebook. And not locally. Yeah, somebody okay. had one and they were like, uh, what, uh, like, I bought a an Outback, but I've just noticed that his pants are lighter that I get ripped off. <laughs> mm. Oh, and boy, then oh, boy. everybody was like, well, actually. <laughs> Gold mine. Yeah. Though, was it in beat up condition? Because I've seen some absolute dog shit versions of this Tiger Force Outback <laughs> Estrella edition it... going for big bucks. And I'm like, wow, it's missing the, half the print. Like this paint chipping everywhere. It's got no crotch. It's got no thumbs. Like, what? Are you serious? Yeah, I think. No, I think it was actually pretty intact. I think this guy was. I mean, I, if I, if memory serves, I think he was even like wondering if he should just repaint the pants, <laughs> somewhere in that thread. It was it's quite a thing. But like, I remember it, it stood out for me because it wasn't a broken crotch. I was like, oh wow, there's like an unbroken crotch outback, you know, uh, online. And I was like, wait a minute, something's funny with that picture. And then read the comments, and I was like, oh my god, this dude has scored, and he doesn't know it. Like, damn, <laughs> like. You know? It's a subtle difference. Uh, th I mean, all the kind of paint colors are the same, but different tones. So the mm. pants are still green. The camo is still brown. The shirt is still orange. But if you had them side by side, I think the orange on the Euro release is deeper. The green is flatter on the Euro release. And the brown is darker or redder. Mm. But the, the, I mean... We're now heading into mythical territory if you also have all the included accessories because, yes, it's pretty much the, the Sonic Fighters fair of, like, just grab bags of weapons. It's got Deep Six's spear gun from Deep Six V2. <laughs> it's got Tunnel Rat's machine gun. It's got Dodge's shotgun RPG. It's got DJ's thing, all in black, <laughs> very tasteful. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you're not likely to get a complete Tiger Force Outback. What, what is he called? Forestero. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Paulie. Then last of the kind of the classic repaints before we start getting into the 2000s, China came up with this very interesting Tiger Force Flint, who's actually not Flint at all. Yeah. Wow. They Troy, must, <laughs> Troy must have done a backflip when he saw that or when he sees this. I don't know. I'd love to hear Troy. Troy, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, man, because you're such a big Falcon fan. Tiger Force so head, Falcon. Wow. Head, head to toe, it's Falcon's head. Dusty V2's body, not V2, but, um, 1991 Dusty's torso. I forget where the arms are from, but they are rolled sleeves with grey gloves, so there could be a number of different people. Maybe it's Flint. Uh, and then it's Dusty from the waist down as well. That's a very <laughs> tasteful figure. It's great. I mean, it's, it approximates the Tiger Force Flint in its kind of colour swatches, but it's it's definitely Falcon's head, so... For all intents and purposes, this is Tiger Force Falcon. And they threw a Headhunter's uh, shotgun into the pack because I guess they couldn't find Falcon's mold. And mm. I think it's Dusty, 1991 Dusty's backpack. So an entirely new figure. Thank you, China. Also, it's, that, it's good. I think it's very cool. That's a serious win. I... I've, you know, this is one of those figures where you, you I, I, like, I feel like I've seen it a lot of times before, but because we've put a spotlight on it, I'm like, okay, 
You know, like it's one of those you would pass it off as Flint if you just saw it like in a thumbnail on Google or something, you know? Mm. Look, I will say this yeah. much, like the Dusty, 1991 Dusty's torso is beefy as all hell. <laughs> and he's definitely like got this plunging neckline, which makes him look like he's, he's a little too stacked for Falcon, if you ask me. <laughs> like, wow, dude, you, you need to cut down on something. <laughs> the roids. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a detractor, but hey, do, do you think do you think I would say no to the opportunity to own this figure? Hell no! It's a, yeah. a unique uh, version of Falcon. All right, boys, I think it's time to talk some modern toys. But first, a quick diversion into 2003, where we got a five pack. We finally got Sabretooth, though they renamed him Wreckage. I guess there was potentially. Um, trademark with marvel you know the mm. couldn't call him Sabretooth. but the five pack was tiger force stalker tiger force jinx tiger force dial tone tiger force wreckage and tiger force big brawler who could either be a redhead or have black hair yes i've, I've seen that as well it's weird who the <laughs> hell is big brawler help me paul uh dude uh, he just looks like mean dog <laughs> um <laughs> And that head, man. Uh, low light V two, uh, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I want to yeah. say low light. Yeah. Or V three, the nineteen ninety one low light. Jeez, yeah. I've been doing that a lot this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably um, the, the standout ones for this time would probably be Stalker and Dalton. Although Dalton needs, I don't know. I think the blue should be a bit lighter. The same here. The blue doesn't feel exactly right. Yeah, that's something that does put me off this um assortment of Tiger like it was Force, a but... lighter blue because i mean obviously they were trying to go for that same look of the the later european releases you know like um psych yeah. out and um and definitely hit and run you know if the blue was yeah. like this like this right yeah. here with these guys hit and run these these figures would be instant wins i mean they look cool because they really fit in with it but it could be the coloring at the time in the in between period when they kind of just couldn't get the colors quite right that stalker but... is still cool though I'm glad yeah, to see so. Talking Battle Commanders Stalker getting some some daylight. Mm. So to see him reused in the sub team because it's a it's a fabulous head sculpt. And while there are weird '90s things about the rest of the body, like it deserved to see some more use. Similarly, like another criminally un underutilized Stalker would be the the Tundra Stalker, which yes. I don't I think has been reused. It, it saw reuse as like a mail away. But uh, really needed to be dug up in this early 2000s Fala versus Venom era, but never did. I'm going to say the runaway success for me has got to be Tiger Force Battle Jinx. Battlecat Jinx. Battlecat <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Green jumpsuit. <laughs> well, guys, I mean, her original gi was red. And that's, yeah. that's striking and beautiful. But like, if you want to be conducting daring hit and run strikes in a jungle and Let's face it, a ninja of the Arashikage training um, is a perfect addition to the Tiger Force team. This is the look that you want to deck her out in. Mm. And what is so impressive to me is that they still kept the dragon tempo, tempo on her chest. Mm. Like in an era where we lost so much detail in repaints, they took the effort to make sure that that all-important like, icon was there. And I'm thrilled to be in possession of that figure. 
right here, right now, as I speak to you, ladies and gentlemen, I am fondling my Tiger Force Jinx. Courtesy Ooh. of G.I. Gary V. Serving his can missiles I, for the masses. Can I... Uh, I was trying to jump into the comments quickly. Uh, Tim Wilde mentions that Blizzard should have been in white Tiger attire. And uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is because it's also arguable that talking a Battle Commando's stalker is also kind of white Tiger force as well in terms of his pants. You know? Because yeah. the original... He's, he has tiger stripes on his original pants, which I've always loved as well. And I feel like this is like the, you know, like if you had to fight Stalker in a video game, this is when he comes back later as one of the normal bad guys in the end level before you fight the final boss. <laughs> you know, with his orange oh, pants. Isn't he coming back powered up? Like he's got a palette swap because he's like yeah. even yeah, more exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More That's hardcore. it. Yeah. Or, or something. But yeah, I just, I wanted to put that out there. Okay, so it, it took almost 15 years by my math, but we finally got Sabretooth, aka Wreckage. What do you think, guys? Success? Failure? Are you indifferent? Does he still look like a baddie? At this time, they went with a generally a black um, jumpsuit instead of the gray. So it's, it uh, kind of looks even more villainous, to be honest. Yeah. yeah it, it looks a bit more core. <laughs> no. Yeah, weirdly enough. I, no. I can see that. But that's Even also like because the of the way that they made, they made the figures. In the no. in-between in period, the, the, the way that they made them, the materials they're using, it felt more core-ish. Which is weird like, because the core figures are still hard plastic. You know, they're better made, I think. And shame, <laughs> what happened to his hands? Did he burn his hands because his hands are so pink? <laughs> you know? I think it's not. It's definitely not an improvement over the original prototype. I think the original prototype is spot on in terms Much of. Better, yes, yeah. it does look like a bad guy, but at, at least it's a more attractive looking figure. You know. Look, I'm eyes. gonna yeah. almost turn 180 and say I right. look forward to seeing additions to the G.I. Joe line this late in the line. Like, at least this gift set gave you a new character that you never could have had before. So mm. someone on the team developing the set was thinking, like, let's not just do repaints. Let's have one signature character that you can only get through this set. So that that's kind of cool. And dusting off an old concept, amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about it, at least in theory, perhaps not so much in practice. And I know Justin awesome. Bell of Generals Joe's he used wreckage quite a bit in his Dio stories. So that's always <laughs> a thrill. Uh, last time I checked, I think his website was under maintenance, so I couldn't find them. But uh, keep checking, man. I'm sure a, a good Dio writer can't be kept down. Uh, check out uh, Budface69's comments like, damn, red dye and Skittles wreckage <laughs> Spot on. Like, shame man like those those pink hands ooh, ooh. they freak me out a little anyway carry on all right i think it's time to head into the modern era dudes and we can do them almost in one fell swoop uh in 2015 oh no oh do you want to go that far you don't want to look at like the tw 2004 line because oh, there are geez. some no i i mean i i hear you but like i think <laughs> what i, I think there are some well beachhead Oh, 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 Ross. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. Beachhead? 
Yes, in the 2004, it was also one of those packs where they like did a whole bunch of Tiger Force dudes. There's a beachhead and, oh, this funky looking dude. Uh, images, compliments of uh, yojo.com. There we go. Uh, everybody, there you can see it, the orange beachhead. So I'm sorry that it's like so zoomed out, um, but you guys can also visit uh, yojo.com and go and check it out. Yeah, he is. Oh, 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 Ross. Uh, and that's a that's an orange drink that you mix with water here in South Africa. And the mascot looks so much like this. He's very orange. It looks and he just looks super stoned. Like, but generally the 2004 lineup are very. I mean, that is a pack where it's very unanimously they're together. I mean, it's all mm. shades of this orange, orange with brown and some greens. Um, and that also increases new characters. Um, inc- a character called Crosshair. Um, the Alpine is in that lineup. Um, yeah. Mutt's in there. And Zartan as Hawk. There and we go. And in I... there too, so you get a... It's it's wild. You get a, a Hawk Tiger Force. Even Hawk got in on the Tiger Force. In and the, he's not even Hawk, which is like... Which is really it's interesting. Not even him. And like I think this dude straight out of a Beastie Boys music video. He did it. 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 Hard top. My goodness. What? What possessed someone? I. I mean, it's wonderful to see these figures seeing the light of day again. It's unreal. And I suppose if you're going to do something with the hard top mold, you might as well do something this crazy. He's head to toe. Orange and tiger stripe, amazing! Yeah. It's it's madness. I love it. It looks like a break dancer. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, Zartan hawk. Uh, um, then pants are cool. Uh, anyway, so I I just I had to put a spotlight on that stuff because it's just so unusual. You know, um, yeah, it's it's easily missed, and and obviously it was it was it was completely skipped over because they all what? But I mean, this is finally. A version where they are kind of very unified in their look um yeah they're all like, orange they are all orange it would be <sighs> make it more yellowy it might have worked a lot better but it feels more uh, realistic this 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 lineup um and what they're trying to do i think i yeah. have not seen a group shot of every single o-ring tiger force guy i've seen Ever. lots of like the vintage era guys but not many of them including all the 2000 stuff so someone out there the big tiger force fundies get a hold of gi joburg on a real south african hero at gmail.com and show us your collection because yeah i think there'd be something quite spectacular about seeing all of these guys because they do have like in the, the complete smorgasbord of crazy like colors there are various motifs that are repeated so you'll have shared pockets of similarities that makes up this like almost mosaic of tiger force figures so there's definitely something there that knits them together in ways that a general groups group shot of gi joe wouldn't you'd get primarily green and then these pops of different colors but like strip that away and just leave the tiger force guys and then you've got you've got an interesting visual it's gotta be. So Tim Wilde said something as well that I quite uh, that I appreciate as well. Uh, he mentioned that uh, 
Well, he says, I think the Tiger Force paint jobs are hideous in general. That's fine. I think a lot of guys do. But conceptually, with the idea of refurbishing Cobra gear, what's the point of including so many characters? It just becomes a gimmick. I do fully agree on that. I think uh, Tiger Force should be a handful of guys. And in my brain, I kind of like the idea of them sort of switching out. You know, Tiger Force is like a secret club almost, you know. So they, it's like when, if some guys are on missions, then uh, are on mission, then other guys replace them in Tiger Force for that specific, you know, for them to go on like a COVID op. Anyway, don't want to get into that. Just a, a thought, cool comment. Thank you, Tim World. Um, moving on, man. Oh, Sweet. yeah. Well, the modern era basically tried to do everything that had been done before in Tiger Force. Uh, there were some smatterings of them in the main line. The figure subscription service t picked up the s picked up the slack big time. But in 2015, that was the theme of that year's Jocon, and it was Iron Grenadiers versus Tiger Force. The Tiger Force contingent consisted of Big Brawler, Lifeline, Stalker, Dialtone, Wreckage, and Ricondo. In his prototype look, not his Tiger Fly pilot look. <laughs> in terms of vehicles, we had the Tiger Rat with Wild Bill. Paul, you can offer some personal insight on that and its sucky so, stickers. So good, <laughs> shit stickers. <laughs> the convention also yielded some vehicles. The Tiger Shark, which was the, the Sting Raider or, I don't know, the modern... Uh, what do you call that thing? Yeah, that's called the Stingrader. Yeah, you're the right. water moccasin was yeah. presented along with Felino, which is the Tiger Force Dusty. That the is Tiger's... actually a very cool nod. Yeah. Yeah, so, I know, right? Mm. He definitely mm. like they definitely cheaped up by not giving him soft goods. <laughs> well done, <laughs> but guys, it's from Australia. Um, Bazooka came with a updated Tiger Sting which most of you will probably see as the Danger at the Docks Vamp Mark II presentation, but then done up in the Tiger Force scheme. And holy crap balls, dudes, did they <laughs> blow the barn doors off by offering the, the oh. Tiger Hawk, which is the Tomahawk in Tiger Force livery. Mind blown. Well, is... it's, it's, it's the Eagle Hawk. Let, let me correct myself. There is a scene in a game called Far Cry 3 where you fight a tiger decoed, uh, I want to say it's a Black Hawk. Uh, it's a fairly big helicopter. And man, it's just, it's the coolest thing. And when, and it wasn't that long after the that release of the game or the release of the game that they had, that this was in the convention. Uh, and I, I, I wanted this, dudes. I really wanted this. Okay. It's just, wow. What is it? $250 or something like that at the time? Anyway, which on. feels like chump change now because you know that's mm. what you'll expect to pay for bloody hazmat uh. <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> but here's here's the rub dudes i i guess i'm gonna show my my stripes <laughs> as a tomahawk guy and say that this doesn't work for me it's just like the tomahawk <laughs> is more detailed with its own color scheme than this toy, mm. which flattens everything and makes what is probably G.I. Joe's most realistic looking piece of equipment, additional tail rotor notwithstanding, it makes it look very toyetic. And it's not helped mm. by the fact that like the mouth doesn't look right. 
because everything is set far back because I'm of the nice, <laughs> nice expansive canopy that the tomahawk has means that the mouth and the features need to be pushed back. This is got not a big a, nose. Well, it's not a jet aircraft that has a nose. Like mm. a helicopter, the, the crew is seated all the way forward like that. So it's taking up the, the real estate that would otherwise be the mouth and the eyes. So, I don't know, man. I guess it's maybe it's a, it's a victim of like unflattering photographs because I've only ever seen it photographed by a select few people that got it. And maybe they don't mm. have the most expert photographic skills. But yeah, this doesn't work for me. Yeah, it's uh listen, I, I dig it. I said so earlier. I'm I'm not gonna roll back on that, but I do think it's got a very friendly face. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very happy. So hey, happy I'm gonna you. kill you. <laughs> um, I, I can I can see where Steven's coming from. It does feel more mm. like a toy than the original or the Eagle Hawk. Um yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the coloring Maybe it's got like, to do with the fact thought... that it's got far few decals. Like far yeah. fewer than the original. It could be that, but also maybe it's because it's a Joe vehicle, coloured into yeah. Tiger there's Force. also that side of it, mm. you know. With like Tiger Force previously, it was it's. I mean, the majority of vehicles was just Cobra repaints, but now you're taking an actual Joe vehicle. It's like, it's kind of like 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 what Tim Tim was saying earlier. It's become a gimmick, you know. They're the gimmick force where like it's they're not even like using their you know enemies stuff now. They're literally just taking their own stuff and repainting it into Tiger Force. It's like we're we're the premier sub team. I mean, we're not even a sub team anymore. It's basically GI Joe Tiger Force now. If you don't wear the stripes, you're not part of the team. <laughs> no, true. And, and then, courtesy of JoeBattleLines.com, we have that a, is a great beautiful picture. group shot of all the modern era Tiger Force action figures. And my goodness, did they get through quite a few of them? Flint and Duke, I think, were in the second year of the 25th anniversary. So right off the bat, they were pumping out the Tiger Force. What mm. is it about Hasbro loving that sub-team more than anything else? More than Night Force, more than Sonic Fighters. Like, it's it's Tiger Force, baby. And they've yeah, demonstrated that immediately wild. in the classified line, too. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, you'd yeah, think true. choosing... Mm. Because, I mean, if it's a cost thing, you'd think... Just put them all in black. Night Force, easy... Um, you're winning because it's literally just one color across all the characters. Well, here there's actually an effort. There's a thing you have to do a lot more to make it work. Uh, you know, with, well, with surely we've tapped into the fact that like there is a massive following for the subgroup. Oh. Like people might deride <laughs> it to the high heavens, but Hasbro knows. They know that that there are people in their droves that will buy gaudy tiger patent gi joe <laughs> and also that stalker is on point i love that stalker the outback is great that will always be that outback will always be second best to the one that jim made me um because mm. the one that jim made is incredible but uh yeah look by all accounts the figure subscription service tiger force outback has some weird body choice po body part choice issues um that make the the sum of the parts not so great like there oh, are better better yeah. parts that the figure subscription service that the club could have chosen and didn't um do you like your marujo paul i love my marujo 
That is <laughs> a very, very well put together toy. It's like, in a lot of ways, it's like the best version of Shipwreck. Like, hmm. just, yeah. Can you expand love... on that? Um, the arms are cooler because every time they've done Shipwreck in Modern Era, he's always got like funny, weird Popeye kind of arms. And because <laughs> he's got sleeves here, it kind of ties the figure up together quite well, uh, which I really dig. And I like the choice of the head sculpt. You know, I, I thought that was a serious win. Not that the old head sculpt is bad. It's just the I, I, it's just something about the application of paint on the Tiger Force version that this figure subscription service did that just made it better. You know, and I and I appreciate that actually. I think that's a really great thing. Um, also, it was you know it was a gift from you, Steve. So you know that also <laughs> elevates it. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know. Yep, yep. So clearly. And guys, clearly. Yeah. But. Like, it's one of my favorite figures. and In fact, I think it's one of my... Well, I would say, if I have to separate modern and vintage, it's probably one of my favorite modern era figures. Um, and if I have to look at it just in the G.I. Joe toys as a whole, it's also one of my favorite toys. I really, really love that toy. That and my outback that Jim made me. <laughs> so, uh, I just want to highlight know? a comment from Buttface69, who has a great explanation for the place of Tiger Force that they could be G.I. Joe training force slash aggressors where dudes come to play the enemy. Oh. Absolutely. So these guys could be like the seasoned G.I. Joe veterans who, just like in Top Gun, play the bad guys in training exercises. That's cool. That They've is a cool very cool suggestion. Yeah, man. I mean, they have to be identifiable because they are the enemy. Um, so they go with Tiger Stripe. Cool. And uh, Shipwreck needs something to do, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, Tiger Force is very well represented in, in modern era. I mean, from Hasbro themselves, very... from, the fa from, from the club. Um, like, it's incredible that they reproduced so many of the, the Tiger Force characters in modern era. It's just really awesome. Um, probably my standouts here will probably be Stalker. <laughs> I think it, that the version of Airtight is really good, too. Um Maruyo uh, is also fantastic. The one that I really don't like, because I was just taking a closer look at him, is Daltone. I don't know, but he feels <laughs> over-designed. Way over-designed. Like, there's like weird shoulder pads. He, oh, and they're like the sleeves, and they end with like little silver cuffs, and it's awful. And then, like, he has like just like. He kind of like spray painted a couple of lines onto his, his you know, uh, knee pads to be like, okay, I'm even more Tiger Force now. I'm even more Tiger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably the stinker for me, at least, in the modern era. So there is some banter in the chats about Tiger Force Alpine rocking shorts, which is a strange look. Um, but It's we have... odd, but he's always had shorts, hasn't he? No, I mean, no, if you look got, back at the, the earlier figures... The middle years of G.I. Joe to thank for it. It's uh, it's a, a big shoulders era design that has been oh, brought forward yes. here. No, Classic he Alpine some... had brown long trousers or cargo <laughs> pants. <laughs> it yeah. does actually look it looks so weird now. George, it's George, very civil. George, George, but George, George. I keep coming back to a point made by FormBX257 in his review of Alpine, and that even the version one 1985 figure is basically a civilian climbing outfit in military colors like nothing on that figure sculpt screams 
this is a soldier apart from the color palette. He doesn't have a sidearm. He doesn't have a grenade hanging off him. He's got no kind of ranking signias, nothing like that. He just looks like a guy in a bomber jacket with an undershirt and some brown slacks and some boots. So they really pushed him into the civilian territory with his um, 2000s iteration. Yeah, man. It's a weird time for Joe. I think we can all agree. But totally. they did some things that have been retained and good things at that. Like, it's not all bad. We did an episode about it a long time ago. Okay, I'm sure we found some things that the new sculpt era uh, actually improved upon, I think. Okay, boys, we've come to the end of a pretty wild tiger ride. But before we tie this episode up in a nice tiger-striped bow, I think it's important to pick out a vehicle and a figure that are our personal high watermarks. For me, Tiger Force Outback is untouchable. It just provided a new character, essentially. As far as I'm concerned, he is a man amongst boys. He is the veteran G.I. Joe operative. And in that respect, he is second to none. Nobody's got a head of white hair and looks that grizzled and yet pulls off that ridiculous t-shirt. And in the vehicle stakes, as sentimental as I am about the Tiger Paw, you're going to have a hard time beating the majesty of the Tiger Fly, aka the Dragonfly. It just works nose to tail. A beautiful, beautiful helicopter and a really solid use of the deco. I think everything on it just works. Probably because the base vehicle is excellent, but yeah, it, it it really does benefit from the mouth and the teeth and the eyes. Perfect. How about you, fellas? Oh, um, which one do I think is my favorite? Probably I'd have to go with, like, I want to say sneak peek because I think it's a really cool recoloring. But at the same time, the blue kind of makes it look like he's wearing jeans and... That's a bit weird to me. <laughs> I think probably the version that looks the the sweetest and actually looks like a proper Tiger Force figure would probably be Sky Striker. I think it's a good reuse of the Wild Weasel body, the Wild Weasel buck, uh, whatever that word means. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think he looks probably one of the best repaints and as being an original character, it's, it's a cool addition to the line in general. As for vehicles, I'm going to have to say my favourite is the Tiger Sting, and that's completely based off uh, nostalgia. Um, even though, yes, Steven had the Tiger Shark, it's a cool little sub thing. I think the Tiger Skin is just a fun little vehicle to play with, and a really good re repainting of of the original vehicle. Um, Tiger Rat looks absolutely fantastic. I don't think they went wrong with any of the original vehicles. They all look very consistent, and yeah, it, it looks really, really fun in general. But I think, yeah, Tiger Sting, for nostalgia purposes, it, it just it sits right in me. It, it feels right as a, as a Tiger Force vehicle. Okay, so my favorite Tiger Force vehicle and figure. Uh, guys, you know how it is. Uh, I have a lot. <laughs> um, let's take Outback off the table. I think that's the safest bit, um, because... You know, I think he's everybody's favorite in, in G.I. Joe Berg. Uh, I got to say, man, um, 
Tiger Force Dusty, Tiger Force Flint are pretty awesome. I uh, really love Lifeline. Mm, and uh, I want to try and keep this vintage, but I really do love my Tiger Force Shipwreck. It is really a, a really special figure for me. It speaks to me in a lot of ways. Um, and it's 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 a cool toy. It's a really, really cool toy. I'm kind of sad that I don't have a vintage equivalent. Maybe I need to get out of my, go out of my way and actually get a vintage one and just paint it up as Murujol. Um But yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, let's make it Tiger Force. Uh, Shipwreck is my favorite that uh, I don't have in vintage. And uh, Tiger Force Psych Out. And Tiger Force Flint are tied for, for being my favorites. Um, and then as for vehicles, uh, <laughs> that's, that's tricky, man. They're great. Um, I, yeah, uh, is that a cop-out to say I love all of the Tiger Force vehicles? I love the Tiger Rat. I think it's really cool. Um, the Tiger Sting. Uh, I'm going to go with that at the moment. I think that's currently my favorite Tiger Force vehicle. It's the one I brought home with me uh, to put Outback in. And I can go on tons of adventures with it. And yeah, fine. It's just a repainted vamp. Uh, but it's... Well, Stinger. But it's really, 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 really great. And I really dig it. Um, a close second to that would actually be the Tiger Fly. The Tiger Fly is an incredibly fun helicopter. Uh, it's my first and only real experience with the Dragonfly. And... It's special in, in all of the ways that it should be. Actually, that's not true. It's not my first experience with it. My first experience was that um, dragonfly that you had repainted, Steve, uh, and then you, you sort of painted over the, uh, the cockpit, over the canopy to make it look kind of stealthy. That one, um, that was my first experience with a dragonfly type thing, but the tigerfly is the winner. Okay, I'll start talking now, guys. Cool. <laughs> I'm also running on fumes, gents. We are... We've taken our shot of tiger blood and the effects are now starting to wear off. <laughs> I, I, okay, which I've got one question to ask you guys. Tiger. Um, yes. And it's going to be a little bit of a lead in. Okay, so uh -oh. you know the, the Python Patrol is sort of touted as the opposite to Tiger Force. It's the, the, bad, the baddies for the yeah. for Tiger Force, right? Okay. So Steve recently did a very cool video on the Python Patrol Conquest. Uh, which you guys should check out if you haven't yet. It's very cool. Um, I'm also in possession of one of those jets, and I absolutely love it. But I, I'm stuck with a little bit of a, I'm stuck in a quandary with this, uh, this jet. Who pilots this thing? Who's gonna? Who flies this bird? You know, like which GI Joe or Cobra character do you think should be the pilot for for uh, the Python Patrol Conquest? I answered that in my review. I think, Rob, uh, take a shot, my friend. Take a stab. Oh. I'm trying to think who would be a good pilot for it. Because I feel like a Stratoviper is too much. Well, he's, he's too much of a, an expert for it. He's like, nah. Yeah, it's almost an over Keep me out of there. It's not yeah. real. It's not a real vehicle. It's an enemy, enemy piece of rubbish. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> well, I, yep. I'm not sure. It's 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 a difficult because also like who, what colors go with the vehicle? Easier. I mean, yes, he has oh. to sit in there, but like he kind of still. I I feel like he has to look good with the vehicle. 
Uh, I wish mine Can had I the great dial one. your thoughts back to a, a little mini series called Operation Dragonfire, Robbie? Mm. There's a character who jumps into the cockpit of a Python Conquest X30 and shoots down Copperhead in the Python con- another Python Conquest X30. He shoots down Aero Viper in the front section of a Condor and he shoots down Serpentor in the back section of the Condor. Can you recall what character that might have been? I can't. I, I mean, I, I'd like to. I'd like to think it was Scoop, but um... ding, ding, ding! We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, no, the wait. best pilot for the Conquest <laughs> X30 Pythonized is none other than Scoop. I I got to say I want a Pythonized Wild Weasel for that, but yes, I want a Pythonized Scoop for it. Come on, man! He was wearing a crimson guardsman uniform at the time but Ooh. it was yeah, definitely screwed mini series again but anyway oh, Rob, yeah, we I need to get you a python conquest because you've got a you've got a scoop with a crimson guardsman outfit yes courtesy of dan oh, man shamansky hey dan they go well together damn mm. damn dan but okay I, I totally stole your answer what would have been your choice i probably would have gone with wild weasel too actually um cool i still feel like he's the best pilot that that cobra has that maybe doesn't isn't so much of a prima donna you know like the uh the ast not astro vipers what are they called stratos yeah. strato vipers i was gonna say altitude vipers <laughs> and no, I was curious, wild man. weasel is touted as like the kind of guy who flies at all whether it's mm. yeah. a chopper or a jury-rigged like crop duster with a rocket on it or a sophisticated jet. So having him hemmed into the ground attack role is kind of limiting for like Cobra's premier ace. Like give yeah. him a jet. And the Conquest X30 is like the coolest jet Cobra could steal. So yeah, do it. So there's two options for you, Paul. Cool, man. I just want yeah, because I want to fly this thing around the house and you know do it. And, Can't uh, have not someone in there. Yeah, I know. Someone's just, gotta I be in there. Curious to hear what your thoughts were. You know, seeing as I've, you know, I've got a Stradiviper. It's currently in the Raven, but nah, uh, yeah, they're too. They're too much. You know, they they're snobs. They're not fighters. Yeah, they're, they're too tied snoops. to the Raven. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I use an AVAC because I got an AVAC that and was... no Firebat. Ah, you see, that's also a great choice because it looks good in the canopy as well. So. And also, I reason that the Firebat can be used autonomously. It's it's designed as a drone. It's called a Firebat drone. The only mm-hmm. reason it o- accepts an occupant is because that's how our brains worked as kids. Like, we didn't want a lump of plastic that you couldn't stick a figure into. So, of course, mm-hmm. it's got a glass canopy and you can put a, a figure into it. But, like, it's a bit insulting putting AVAC, like a sort of a really advanced air viper, I think that's what the acronym is, advanced class. But I think someone also also said aggressive <laughs> something. Like there are various potential explanations for that acronym. I don't know if any of them are are officially endorsed. Mm. But anyways, AVAC is my guy because I do not see him like being satisfied with being in the firebat. Though I'm sure they're hell of a crazy plane to, to try and wrangle. Um, if you want a more substantial jet fighter that perhaps might have a bit more loitering time, because let's face it, like the Firebat, it's up, it fires, it's down. It doesn't have the fuel to stick around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Anyways. Anyways.
<laughs> We've been cool. G.I. Joe Book. This has been episode 235. If you are uh, in the mood for more G.I. Joe Book, you can join our Berg Force for as little as three bucks a month. And you have access to these episodes a day before they go live. You also could join us live in the audience if you happen to be available at the Crazy Hours that we broadcast. <laughs> and also a special welcome to Sam. Not just no. a service to air missile, but also a member of the Berg <laughs> Force and a Patreon member. So welcome to the Berg, dude. It's gonna on the Berg now. And uh, we're happy to have you and thank you so much for your support. And Thanks for the yeah. guys who have been dropping, dropping into the comments on this session. Awesome, no, awesome crazy. to see the the usual suspects in attendance. Plus a few uh, new faces. Yep, good times. Yo, Joe, Berg to your Berg. mother. I'm not going to join in on that thing because it never times well. Like we always kind of nah. jump in and out. At different Sounds times. amazing. Year uh, tiger. Is that the appeal. Year of the tiger. Berg to your guys. mother. Tiger, tiger, yeah. Berg force. Yeah. Yellow and black and ready to attack. Ready to attack. (laughs) 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 Two, three, five. We are out. Boom.